In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, grace and peace to all of you this evening, dear brothers and sisters. I wish all of you a joyous Thanksgiving, one filled with peace, laughter, and of course, good food. I also wish comfort and consolation on all of you who happen to be Raiders fans as you prepare for a crushing defeat to my beloved Dallas Cowboys. May your bitter grief and despair be short-lived. <laughs> Dear friends, in all of the festivities taking place this time of year, we're given a golden opportunity to contemplate the goodness of our Heavenly Father and the many gifts He pours out on us daily. Just think of it. Our Heavenly Father has given all of creation for our benefit as His children. He has set the majesty of the heavens above you to fill you with awe at His workmanship. He sustains you with food and drink and holds together the trillions of cells that make up your body. He shelters you from the elements with a house and has given you a family. Take a moment and consider just all the ways the Lord is good to you, not just one day of the week, not just a couple days, but every day. In his explanation of the first article of the Apostles' Creed, Dr. Luther says, all this God does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. This is most certainly true. But of course, the goodness of God by no means stops there. In fact, our Old Testament text for today would have us embrace a deeper, more mature view of our Lord and our relationship to him. It's obvious enough that God gives us pleasant times in our life for our good, like Thanksgiving Day, in fact. It's, good, it's his good pleasure to do so, and we rightly give him thanks and praise for these things. But as odd as it may seem, our Lord is so good and so wise that he knows if he gave us sinners only days full of relaxation and fun, we'd soon forget him altogether. Our heart would soon grow dull, and we'd wander away further than we do already. Thus, God in his divine goodness gives us a bounty of things, some sweet and some quite bitter, all of which, though, ultimately are for our benefit. So let us learn anew and give thanks to God this day that our Lord is not just interested in making us feel good. Rather, as our true Father, he leads us to love and trust in him above all things. Behold the word of the Lord, recorded for us in Deuteronomy, given to the Israelites just before they entered into the promised land. Moses spoke these words after the Lord brought the sons of Israel out of Egypt with mighty deeds and made them his covenant people at Sinai. God set them apart from all nations to be a people of his own possession and to, he promised to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. God promised them a land rich and fertile, 
one with abundant fruit and ample provision. In their own land, the Israelites would be his people and the Lord would be their God. Together they would be united and the two would become one. But during the journey through the desert, the sons of Israel rebelled against the Lord. They despised his miraculous provision for them and provoked him to great wrath on account of their sins. And so God in his righteousness would not allow that wicked and unbelieving generation to enter into the promised land. Only after that generation died, after 40 years of wandering in the desert, did he finally lead them there. And listen very carefully to the words of our text. In verse 2, Moses says, You shall remember the whole way the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you. Remember the whole way, he says. You see, Moses doesn't just brush aside the painful, difficult days in the desert, focusing only on the easier ones. By no means was their desert sojourn meant to be some five-star luxury getaway on an excursion into the wilderness. That is not what it is to follow the Lord in this life. Look at what Moses says in verse 3. He, that is the Lord, humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna. Oh, children of God, we mustn't think that we can know the depths of our Lord's goodness and love for us by tallying up how much time we spend feasting and rejoicing on the one hand and then comparing that with the amount of time we spend in sorrow. Here in our text, we see that God fed his people with manna only after letting them hunger. And for what purpose? That he might make both them and us know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He is our life and our salvation. He is our portion and sustenance. Let us remember this Thanksgiving holiday the whole way that the Lord God has led us on our desert sojourn in this life and God's goodness to us at every point along the way. Whether we feast or whether we fast, whether we rejoice or whether we mourn, know that God gives us the one as well as the other. And that in all these things, the Lord is drawing us closer to himself. That we would look to him alone as the one who preserves us. Know then in your heart that when God disciplines us, he doesn't do so out of hatred or contempt, but fatherly divine love. He knows what's best for his children. And he knows that his humbling and disciplining us will soon give way to his exalting and prospering us. For the Lord our God is bringing us into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills. Listen to Moses' description of the promised land and savor in your heart and in your spirit how rich, how plenteous it all is. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, 
a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, our Father in heaven prepares a feast like no one can. He satisfies not just your physical hunger, but also your spiritual hunger. And he does this in none other than our Lord Jesus. All the fullness and richness of the promised land is but an image of what we receive in Christ. He is in himself the abundant goodness of God in our own human form. Our crucified and risen Lord has become our food and drink, exquisite beyond even the finest delicacies of this world. He is a divine feast for your body and soul, the likes of which even the richest of men cannot purchase. And you shall eat and be satisfied. And you shall bless the Lord for what he has given you in his son Jesus. So go and enjoy the food and festivities God grants you this Thanksgiving. And remember that, God does, or that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Indeed, we live by the word of God made flesh, given into death for all our sins. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.